Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Great to be with you. Hope everybody is having a good day as we continue our look inside the world of the Islanders. Don't forget, today's episode of Locked On Islanders is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. Now, we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. We will examine the latest news coming from NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman about the possible resumption of play and how that affects the Islanders. We will also take a look back at this date in Islanders history with uh, a game from the 1981 Stanley Cup Final. And in our continuation of our series on great what-ifs in Islanders history, We asked the question, what if the Islanders had never acquired Butch Goring from the L.A. Kings back in 1980 and how things would have been different for the Islanders franchise? Don't forget, if you've got a question, a topic, or a comment to make, you can contact us via email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. Leave your name and where you're from, and we're happy to mention you on the air with along with your topic, question, or comment. Or maybe you want to give us a great what-if in Islanders history. We'll be happy to mention that as well. You could follow the show on Twitter, at Isles, And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes regarding the New York Islanders. So before we go any further, uh, NHL.com right now is having a mascot contest. And that is always a fun event. Islander fans want to go out there and represent Sparky the Dragon. And uh, you got to vote. So we want to make sure the Islanders are well represented. And Sparky, let's face it, has been a great mascot for the Islanders for quite some time now. So to vote, go to NHL.com slash FanChoiceAwards and vote for Sparky the Dragon as the best mascot. So Islander fans don't want to let your mascot down. He always tries to make sure that he doesn't let the fans down. And Sparky has entertained us for more than a decade now uh, at Islanders games. Meanwhile, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman basically uh, reinforcing the idea that the league is going to finish 
out this season. Whether it's going straight to the Stanley Cup playoffs or whether it's finishing the regular season, that remains to be seen. But in an interview with reported by the San Jose Mercury News, the commissioner basically said that canceling the rest of the year is, quote, not something I'm even contemplating. And uh, Bettman went on to say that canceling the season would be, quote, too easy of a solution. So Bettman went on to say states are reopening, cities are reopening, and if we do the right things, I think we'll be able to finish the season. Bettman went on to say we would like to bring a conclusion to this season. It's got to be fair. It's got to have integrity. And if we have to do it over the summer on some modified basis, then we'll do it on that basis. And look, let's face it, this makes total sense for Gary Bettman and the National Hockey League. And it's good news for the New York Islanders and for hockey fans. Make as much money for the owners as possible to promote the sport, to promote the game, and to you know, make as much revenue available for the owners as possible. And if he were to give up on this season, even if the games can't be played in front of fans, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars being left on the table league-wide, or at least tens of millions of dollars uh, being left on the table league-wide. And the owners are certainly not prepared to take that kind of a loss on their investment. So, obviously, that is reassuring to hockey fans. We all want to see the games being played, but it should not come necessarily. That's what the commissioner is there to do. Now, a report coming from ESPN indicated that the focus now has changed from really an emphasis on trying to finish the uh, the regular season, and more or less they're concentrating on going straight into the play. League is able to resume. And look, there were challenges with that. The 24-game playoff format is becoming more and more popular among owners and among players as well, I think. And look, there's logical reasons behind it. First of all, the 24-team playoff format with the top 12 teams in each conference qualifying guarantees that, A, the Islanders certainly make the playoffs, and that's a good thing. But it also means that all of the teams that are above NHL 500, i.e. 82 points in 82 games, would make the playoffs. And it would be the most fair out of all of the possible scenarios, I think. It'd be very difficult to call back players from teams that have no chance of making the playoffs and asking them to stay away from their f- to get back into playing shape, to play the last 10, 12, 13 regular season games, and then go home. So, you know, making it a playoff situation, the teams that have no chance would be done, and everyone else would line up and get to do, you know, what they have to do to start the playoffs. Some players, however, are opposed to this, 
including some big names like Marc-Andre Fleury of the Golden Knights and Connor McDavid of the Oilers. So obviously all of this has to be negotiated between the league and the Players Association, but uh, hopefully we will find out more and we will have hockey sooner rather than later. And if you want to stay healthy and get into shape sooner rather than later, then have a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are 16 amazing flavors. Half of them are chocolate with nuts. Half of them are chocolate and nut free. Bars are soft and easy to chew. None of that bad consistency and and bitter taste that so many other protein bars have. And best of all, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You could lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Look at the mint brownie flavor. 15 grams of protein, only 110 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, we have a special offer for our Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to May the 14th, 1981, Game 2 of the 1981 Stanley Cup Finals between the New York Islanders and the Minnesota North Stars at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders won Game 1 of the series at the Coliseum by a score of 6-3. to Don Beaupre was the goalie for the North Stars, while the Islanders go with Billy Smith, and it was Minnesota getting on the board first. Islanders were down two men as Anders Kaller was off for holding at 131. And then 46 seconds later, Brian Trottier called for hooking the five on three. The North Stars are able to cash in. Dino Cicerelli, his 13th goal of the playoffs from Craig Hartsburg and Steve Kristoff at 338. And the North Stars had a one to nothing lead. But Minnesota getting into penalty trouble of their own as Fred Barrett was called for holding at 4.08 and 25 seconds later, Mike Bossy cashes in. He gets his 14th goal of the playoffs from Mike McEwen and Dennis Potvan at 4.33 and the game is tied at one apiece. Islanders break on top later on in the period. Bobby Nystrom is fifth. From Wayne Merrick and John Tonelli at 14.39. And then three minutes and 11 seconds after that, Dennis Potvan adds to the lead with his seventh goal of the postseason with Wayne Merrick picking up the lone assist. Time of the goal, 17.48 at the end of one period. It's 3-1 to one in favor of the Islanders. In the second period, it was the North Stars getting back into the game. Brad Palmer netted his eighth of the playoffs from Neil Broughton and Greg Smith at 9:15, and it's three to two. Now the North Stars had a chance to tie the game with the only power play by either team in the second period. John Tonelli headed off for roughing, 
just a mere seconds after the Palmer goal, but Smith came up with some big saves, and after 40 minutes, the Islanders still held that 3-2 lead. It wouldn't last very long, however, as just 30 seconds into the third period, Steve Payne ends up getting his 14th goal of the playoffs from Tim Young and Gordy Roberts at 30 seconds, and the North Stars had clawed back into this game. It was all even at three apiece. Now, Neil Broughton of Minnesota was called for hooking at 6.22, and the Islanders got the go-ahead goal on the power play. Butch Goring fed Dennis Potvan, who beat Beaupre with a hard shot from just inside the point at exactly eight minutes of the third period, and the Islanders were on top 4-3, to three, but the Islanders weren't done yet. Kenny Morrow, his third of the playoffs, from Dennis Potvin and Wayne Merrick at 11.57. And then the icing on the cake at 16.22. Mike Bossy, his second of the game, 15th of the playoffs. Assist to Brian Trottier and Bob Bourne. And just a few seconds after the goal by Bossy puts the game out of reach, Joe Cicerelli, Brad Maxwell, Gord Lane and Bob Bourne all involved in something uh, at 1644. Cicerelli got two for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct. Gordy Lane got two for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct, while Maxwell and Bourne each got five minutes for fighting. The game ended, however, with the Islanders ahead 6-3, to three, giving the Isles a 2 to nothing lead in this series, multiple point games, Dennis Potvan, the big uh, point producer for the Islanders, two goals, two assists in this one. Mike Bossy had two goals. Wayne Merrick had three assists. Those were the multiple point getters for the Islanders. As far as plus minus goes, Wayne Merrick, Ken Morrow, uh, Bob Nystrom, Dennis Potvin and John Tonelli, all plus twos. Mike Bossy led all Islanders players with eight shots on goal. And then a lot of players tied with four. That would be Bob Bourne, Anders Keller, Mike McEwen, Bob Nystrom, and Dennis Potvin. Islanders totaling 38 shots on goal altogether. Billy Smith, 25 saves to earn the victory for the Islanders who took a 2 to nothing lead as they headed toward their second straight of four Stanley Cup champions. All of that happening on this date in Islanders history, May the 14th, 1981. We continue our look back at the greatest what-ifs in New York Islanders history, and today we ask, what if the Islanders had not acquired Butch Goring at the trade deadline back in 1980. The trade happened on March 10th, and the Islanders sent their first ever draft choice, Billy Harris uh, and defenseman Dave Lewis, to the LA Kings in exchange for veteran center Butch Goring. And uh, Goring made an immediate difference for the New York Islanders that season. In 1979-80, Goring played the final 12 games 
of the Islanders season. The team went 8-0-4 in those 12 games, and Butch Goring scored six goals and five assists, so 11 points in 12 games for Butch Goring, so he obviously had an impact, as did the addition of Ken Morrow on defense after the 1980 Miracle on Ice Olympics, but Here's the thing, Bill Torrey, the Hall of Fame general manager of the Islanders who orchestrated this trade, has been quoted uh, as saying, if it weren't for Butch, it's debatable how many Stanley Cups we would have won. And I, I think that is definitely true. Goring gave the team confidence. Now, here's what, again, Bill Torrey said, things weren't going right. I had to do something. And, you know, the Islanders were one of the best teams in hockey already for three or four years before 1980. In 1978, they were upset in the quarterfinal round by the Maple Leafs in seven games. In 1979, they had the best record in the NHL, but the Rangers upset them in the semifinals in six games. So the Islanders were struggling in 1980, and they basically brought in Butch Goring to, A, take some scoring pressure off of the Trottier, Gillies, and Bossy line, and then to add some quality penalty killing, checking, and experience, and Goring gave this young team confidence. Here's the quote from Goring. He basically said, logistically and realistically speaking, I think we can win the cup this year. The club is not much different from the one they had last year when they had the best record in the league. With that personnel healthy again, I don't see why they can't be the best team in hockey this year. As for me, whatever line Al Arbor puts me on has the potential to take the heat off Brian Trottier's line. And that's essentially what he did. Again, the Islanders go on that tear. They win the Stanley Cup in 1980. Go on to win four straight Stanley Cups. In 1981, it's Butch Goring who wins the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP. And he later becomes a player coach on some of the Stanley Cup winning teams. Look, would the Islanders have continued to be one of the NHL's elite teams in 1980, 81, 82, 83, and so on, without Butch Goring, yeah, they probably would have, except for one thing. Had he not won the Cup in 1980 and not made the Butch Goring trade, you know that Bill Torrey would have had to make some kind of move to break up that team to get that missing part, that missing ingredient that he was seeking at that time. So who knows who would have been traded had the Goring deal not been made? Would they have traded away a, a, a player, you know, like a, a Dennis Potvan or like a Bob Bourne or a John Tanelli in an attempt to find that missing ingredient? Maybe without Goring, the Islanders win one Stanley Cup, maybe. But look, without Goring, they don't win in 1980. He's the Conn Smythe winner in 1981, 
I doubt they win without him that year. You had some pretty darn good teams in the league in those years that, you know, without Goring, it really does make a difference. His veteran leadership, his ability to instill confidence, his leadership by example also, because Butch Goring was a tireless worker. If you're old enough to remember what he was like on the ice, he never stopped hustling, always wanted the puck, uh, chasing down loose pucks, trying to forecheck and get the puck, and a smart passer. He was a guy who, back in the day when it wasn't quite so easy before tablets and surfaces and laptops, he was studying game film uh, and encouraging his teammates to do so. Now, obviously, the other thing that would not have been there if Butch Goring does not ever join the Islanders. Certainly, the broadcast booth would be different right now. Had Butch Goring not played for the Islanders, it is very, very doubtful he broadcasts for the Islanders. And he's done an excellent job of that over the last decade or so. Uh, And before that, Butch was an assistant coach with the Islanders, a player coach. He coached the Islanders minor league affiliates in uh, Denver, for example, or excuse me, in Salt Lake City, for example. And, you know, Goring essentially then was the head coach of the New York Islanders later on. So it's one of those situations where here is a guy who has done so very much for the New York Islanders organization over the years, ended his career with the Boston Bruins for part of the 1984-85 season. But, you know, again, a player assistant coach for the Islanders up until then, two years as head coach of the Bruins, got them to the playoff once, then he was the coach of the Capital District Islanders, the Las Vegas Thunder, the Denver and Utah Grizzlies, and then in 1999-2000 and 2000-2001, coach of the Islanders themselves. Now, those were tough times. That, as we talked about yesterday, was the height of the Mike Milbury era, and the Islanders just did not have the payroll or the talent on their roster because of the way Milbury was trading away some of their best players in the team wasn't spending money to get new players in. But I'll tell you, it would be very difficult to imagine the New York Islanders without the contributions of Butch Goring. And, you know, we talked about 1979-80, 11 points in 12 games during the regular season. In that playoff run, the Islanders played 21 games in the 1980 Stanley Cup playoffs. Butch Goring, 19 points, 7 goals, 12 assists. A year later, 1980-81, when he wins the Conn Smythe, again, 60 points in 78 games during the regular season, and then, and, and no penalty minutes, by the way, the whole season. And then in the postseason, in 18 games, 10 goals, 20 points for Butch Goring. So, here is a guy who made a difference both on the ice, as a coach, 
and in the community as a broadcaster and, and just as a guy who really helps grow the sport of hockey and increases the popularity of hockey on Long Island and in the New York area and has done a great job for the Islanders franchise in so many roles and for the sport of hockey. Butch Goring had his number 91 retired uh, a couple of months ago by the Islanders. It is an honor that was richly deserved. What if the Islanders had never acquired Butch Goring from the LA Kings? Well, maybe they still win one Stanley Cup in the 80s, maybe two, but we're not talking dynasty anymore, and certainly the history of the Islanders franchise would be very different without Butch Goring. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NHL. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We will get through this difficult time together. And of course, let's go Islanders.